and take a trip down on my block when you see hidden potential young minds sharper than pencil and ain't afraid to speak they mind if they got something against you we standing with you we tackle issues like civic pride hate will cease to exist let's put our differences aside from my side to your side from dutch town to south side from penrose to north side from benton park to old north to west end the west side we bless when we step out we stand down rise up stand together wise up this is stitch cast studio produced by st louis story stitchers in st louis missouri Welcome to another edition of Stitchcast Studio Live, featuring members from our very own Stitchcast Studio. Today we'll be discussing how attending a performing arts school can shape your art. It's a very dope discussion. Thank you for stopping through to check it out. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches. Story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. Hello, everybody. Under the sound of my voice, I want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitch Cast Studio. I'm your host, Brandon Lewis, and we got a few members of our Stitch Cast with us. And we got DJ and Teg in the building. How you feeling, my guy? Feeling good. Drinking milk, getting tall like Kevin Hart say. Hey, yo. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, um, one thing that all four of us have in common is that we went to performing arts schools or are currently going to performing arts schools. Uh, integrity went to uh, Extreme Institute in St. Louis, but everybody went to a performing arts school. And so uh, we want to talk a little bit about how going to performing arts school affected our art, how going to performing arts school uh, uh, differs from going to a regular school, and also ju- ju- just, just, just in general what it was like to go to a performing arts school. If we can hop into it, uh, I'm curious, y'all, what's, what's one of the most common questions that you got when going going to your performing arts school from somebody that didn't go to a performing arts school? I'd say the first question I was asked when I told people I was going to perform an arts school was like, if it was what it was like in the movies, you know, like high end, they take you out of the state and you go to like this high end pretentious area. And you know, that, that that's like a big academy-esque thing. Even though like my, my thing is an academy, but it's not technically, I think that people mistake uh, being in a performing arts, in an art school as being a part of like a private school. Most art schools are in fact not private a majority of art schools are public uh mine was private for a bit which was interesting because i play into that uh ours was private at one point but it's no longer private so it kind of gets that inner city-esque feel sometimes uh but overall i think we stayed because I, I think that that's a, that's a question about that's a question for later but i just want to say that that is the biggest misconception or question i get asked i think for me i went to the extreme institute by nelly in downtown st louis and Every time I told somebody I went there, they asked me the same question. If you had to guess what you think it was, Brandon. Uh, uh, I would say if it, it, I got, I got two guesses. The first one is, does Nelly work there? <laughs> <laughs> and the second one yes. is, is it like high school musical where people break out in song and all that? Yep, the first question, you hit the nail on the head. It was either, does Nelly work there? If he doesn't work there, how often do do you see him and have you ever met him? So yeah, that was that was the three common questions. Uh Most of like Nelly how, just breaking everybody with a degree. Like, good job. Like good he's job. just there. He walking through the hallways with his check pad, making sure everybody's in class when, when the bell goes off and Man, right. <laughs> you know. Um, Nelly a music just, teacher. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not sure if anybody said this already, but regular classes 
Or do y'all have regular classes? Yeah, like we do. We do. Sadly, we do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Now that I think about it, I think we had more regular classes than we did art classes. But yeah, whatever. Well, that's, too, a, yeah. that's a that's a conversation for another day. I was a, I was duped a little bit. But uh, <laughs> the question that people would ask me, especially like my cousins and all of that, because you know when we were younger, high school musical was big, and so that was everybody like 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 everybody would ask me do like do people really break out in song do you just walk down the hallway and someone starts dancing or singing and the answer was yes yes it did happen <laughs> all the time yes it, it was it was pretty regular mugs would be on the mugs would be like, like it'd be like a group of kids just sitting on the steps just just singing their heart out for no reason yes things like that did happen now it wasn't as choreographed as uh the high school musical um, uh, numbers were, you know what I'm saying? When, they, when when everybody just broke out, no, it would usually just be like a couple of people and everybody would either ignore them like it was New York or they would sit there and and, and, and enjoy the show. The, you know what I'm saying? The, the free show because almost everybody was talented. So even the people that like, even the people that weren't as talented as others were pretty talented. And honestly, man, I didn't hear... Uh, like what I felt was a, a a really bad singer until I was actually out of school. I was out of school and we went to Grant's Farm on a trip or uh, or Eckert's Farm and they had they was doing karaoke and oh, no. I heard these people singing. I was like, Yo, what are you doing? It had been so long since I heard like somebody that just genuinely had no type of training or no type of singing ability at all, just well and like a tone deaf. What what wells a, a, a rooster or something like that? Like 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 it just it just wasn't good, and I was so surprised. Like like what is that? Because it had been so long since I heard somebody that couldn't at least kind of sing trying to sing. So just being 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 in a uh, being in a uh, performing art school kind of changed a lot for me. You know, so I just 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 growing accustomed to things being a certain way. Uh, could y'all tell the difference uh, of just like constantly being surrounded by creative people versus going back into the world and, and dealing with regular people? Uh, I can say I have. And I don't want people to believe that there's like, like art, there is artistically gifted people, but everyone has a bit of art to them. Some people just, uh, and I think that's the beauty of art is just that some people can express that art in a way that is better than somebody else, but that art is made so that everyone can see something in, in it, you know? Art is the voices of the people. So people can see other people doing what they want to do and what they believe and expressing a message that they believe it. And I think that that's what makes artists like have such a high degree, you know? Most uh, celebrities are artists. So I think that that is a good difference between uh, going to an art school and just meeting people like on the street. Like if you can show that you are very, very artistically gifted, people will like be like, wow, that's nice. And they'll high, they'll hold you to like a, not a high esteem per se, but of like high regard. Like, wow, look at them. They're performing this art, you know, that's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that's a, uh, that's an interesting point. I think people do kind of look, people do kind of hold you in a higher regard when they, uh, respect how adequate you are in your art. I agree, I agree with that 100%. And um, even the fact that, that art is in everybody. Uh, not too long ago, we did a podcast called Life Without Art. And uh, we had everybody define what they believed art was. 
And just just out of curiosity, what what what's what's everybody's definition of art? What what do y'all like when y'all if you had to define the word art, what would you define it as? Well, like uh, I could put it in like a semi-small sentence. Uh, I was told once that uh, art is a gift from above. Whatever you choose to believe in, there is something above that you know sends these beautiful things out. And I think art is a beautiful thing that is meant to express everyone's voice. It's special souls have this artistic ability, and people will see that. And then they will see the message that they want to see, that the story that's being told, the expression that is being made. Uh, so well, the person that told me this, they said that if you were to sum up art, it would be the voice of the people and the voice of the unheard. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. I was going to say that with a lot less words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you summed it up. I think art is creative expression. Um, it doesn't have to be a paintbrush and a canvas or a microphone and a vocalist. <clears throat> could be somebody in the bakery designing a cupcake that wins awards. You know, that's art. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a way to express creatively. When you look it up, the definition of art is uh, creative expression, uh, any form of creative expression. So a barber, a barber, especially one that they can put parts in somebody's head, you know what I'm saying, do the, do the pictures and all of that, you know what I'm saying? That That's an artist. A, a chef is an is a artist, especially when they creatively played the, the the meal, you know what I'm saying, to make it look the best it can look, the best they feel it can look. You know what I'm saying? That's that's art. That's art. So it's, it's I like interesting. I like to add on to that real quick. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt, but that adds on to something that uh, I talked about and my point of, like, the difference between art at school and then art, like, and that, like, people who go to art schools and then interacting with, quote, normal people is, is that like, uh, this is very popular, like in communities, especially rural people of color communities, you have barbershops, you have uh, the, the bodegas, you have all these special places where, like like haircuts, for example, you, simply giving somebody a good haircut and giving that experience is art. And you notice that everyone has like this barbershop that they go to all the time, all the time. I got my barbershop, I go to all the time. And a bunch of other people go there all the time. And that's the thing is like people flock to those who express art from someone who cuts hair to someone who makes food. Yeah, I think 100%. And perhaps the reason people flock to uh, people that are able to, to to express their art so well is because everybody can't do that. I say, every, everybody doesn't do as good of a job of expressing it. You know, I think that's why music is so powerful. You know what I'm saying? For, some, for somebody that's going through a hard time to be able to turn on a song that that makes them feel like they not the that that they not alone, you know what I'm saying? Or that I know how you feel and I got through it and so you can get through it. Or whatever the case is, I think art just art expresses things that that in ways that words just can't do. That normal words and conversations can't just do. So so uh so maybe maybe that uh, that and then the entertainment aspect of it, but maybe that maybe that's why people flock to artists uh so hard. Uh Ted, you've been an artist for a while. How, what what you think? What what's your theory on that? Yeah, I noticed especially like people in my family, you know, they root for you whenever somebody is going through something tough, you notice that they they would call you for suggestions. They they figure that you're artistic and you're creative. You you can listen and you could you can offer some good feedback. I've noticed that like artist friends respect other artist friends because they are able to tell when you take your craft serious. I always used to wonder like when I watched basketball and somebody wasn't doing good, even though you can't really hear all the time what they're saying down there on the court. 
can the other players on the other team sense that? And they're like, yeah, that's a weakness on the team. So, you know, they start, you know, applying pressure there. I think it's the same way with art as well. Like like artists that are serious about their craft, they can tell if another artist is serious about their craft. And if they are, then they hold them at a higher level. It's almost like a Kendrick Lamar respecting a Jay-Z. And I think that's important, man, because a life without art will be a life that's null and void. And I think we as artists have to keep encouraging each other to continue to innovate and create something new and, and not just take your art with you to the grave. Bring yep. it to life while you're alive. Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. When we were uh, researching for the Life Without Art podcast, one of the things that we found that, that was just like so mind-blowing to me well, the first thing we found was a pig that if you put a paintbrush in his mouth or go to a canvas and fling it around or whatever, kind of, it, it was kind of random, chaotic, you know what I'm saying? It was it was nonsensical, but it was a pig painting, you know what I'm saying? So some people were impressed by that. But the next thing we found was an elephant. And when you put the, 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 the paintbrush in the elephant's trunk, when the elephant grabbed the paintbrush, the elephant painted a picture of an elephant, which showed that it was intentional. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's A baby could take a paintbrush and kind of like, you know what I'm saying, go crazy with it on a canvas, but that elephant was precise with what it was doing. You know what I'm saying? That's unique in and of itself because he he's painting or he or she is painting what it sees. Exactly. And as an artist, you, you kind of express your experiences, what you see. That's quite unique to see that on a, on a level of, like on an animal level, bro. Most of and, and to me, it, it kind of amplifies how important art is, especially in school systems and stuff. It's, it's just easy to forget how important art is. You know what I'm saying? This, this, a, this an elephant. <laughs> this a, I can't paint no elephant. <laughs> this elephant, bro, sat here and painted, and, and whenever the paintbrush was dry, it would hand it back to its handler or whatever. The handler would put some more paint on it and then give it back to the elephant, and it would keep going. You know what I'm saying? That, that was just a level of intelligence and a level of intentionality. I don't even know if that's the right word. It, it feels right. It feels right there. I'm going to say that. It's uh like there was just a level of intentionality and that, that just really moved me. Um, How did uh going to a performing art school affect how you viewed your art? Uh, it led me to take it more seriously. I just tell people this a lot. There's a difference between being gifted and being special. And I think that a lot of people think that they're special. I think that's maybe one of the more negative traits about artistry is just that or like being considered an artist that someone else who isn't an artist isn't practicing artistry. And I learned that there that just because I was gifted doesn't mean I was like the special, like destined to be an artist, big person, you know? I learned that I am a school going to school with people who do my exact same thing or better. And I was like, dang, this is a serious thing you need to foster. You need to nurture this, you need to care for it, and you need to repeatedly do it because that's what makes artists artists, their dedication to their craft. And I I had to learn that I need to dedicate to this. And this isn't a joke, this isn't serious. Artistry is a very powerful thing. And you need to learn how to express it as best as possible. Because like you said, not a lot of people are gifted with the ability to practice their artistry powerfully. Uh, And I think that if the the less people that do practice their, their artistry powerfully, who can but choose not to. I think that that's that's not a good thing. But yeah, it just taught me to take my artistry seriously and taught me how to ethically use my artistry. 100%, 100%. Uh, it made me take it more seriously. It make it look more like a career than a hobby, you know? 
I look at it, take it more seriously, try to move on in life with it because I just seen how far I could get with it, you know? Most of understood. Um, going to the Extreme Institute helped me to better see the different facets of the entertainment industry as a whole because I went um, with like one thing in mind. I went knowing how to do hip hop, knowing, knowing how to produce a little bit and knowing how to engineer. So I figured, I'm like, I'm gonna go up here and take this knowledge that I know, become a big, successful rapper. <laughs> um, and when I got to school, it helped me understand, like, it was so much more to the entertainment industry than just hip hop producing and engineering. It's a big facet of it, but it's not in it of itself. It's, it's so much more. So it helped me to broaden my scope on the entertainment industry and the different opportunities that it can provide it also helped me to better believe in myself, better sharpen my, I guess, my tools. You know, it, it prepared me. It definitely prepared me. I, I left school ready to be fully engulfed in the, in the entertainment industry. Fire. I got to agree with y'all. Uh, going to perform the art school definitely, uh, definitely made me take my art more serious. Uh, after I was in a performing art school, I started to realize that I was naive about a lot of stuff pertaining to art. I always thought that art would be my career, but yeah. going to performing art school really like set a lot of things straight for me. You know what I'm saying? I, like like one of the things that I learned was that like it's a it's a science to this. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 there there are there are ways in place that to make you a better artist and and, and to to practice your art better. And I used to just think that you know what I'm saying? Like you you just you just is what you is, you know what I'm saying? I'm tight because I'm tight. That, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 that's it. Ain't no, ain't no science to it. You know what I'm saying? You either good at it or you not. And that, that's how I kind of viewed it before I got in. Then, then I learned all of these things that made me a better artist. Even taking classes and stuff like drama helped me to open up on stage as a piano player. You know what I'm saying? Helped me to like, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like taking, taking classes and things that didn't have much to do with the art that I wanted to practice bettered me just all around as an artist. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. What schools do y'all think y'all would have went to if y'all didn't go to performing arts schools? Uh, I'm pretty sure the school I would have gone to is University City High School. Uh, no, not yet. Yeah, University City High School. And I heard that's a pretty good school. It's a sports school. Uh, it's more on one of the better areas of St. Louis, which was it's on the other side of the, the Del Mar uh, divide. So Got you. I'd say that it's a pretty good school, but I don't know if it would have made me the best me or the me I'm trying to become. Understood. Understood. Say, what school would you have gone to? If I wouldn't have went to the Extreme Institute, I probably would have went to some type of business business school. I don't know particularly. Yeah, probably probably would have been something related to business. It's probably a BA or a master's or something in business. Got you. Got you. I think uh, what a high school I would have went to would have been uh, Class C Miller, and I don't. I don't know what I would, would be doing if I hadn't put all that time in the art. What, like, what would y'all be doing if y'all wasn't practicing the art that y'all practice? I honestly, I, I have no idea. I struggle with that sometimes. So I'm like, artistry has encouraged me to pursue all facets of my life. So that means that without artistry, I never would have had the the courage or the you know the passion to do certain things that I do now, like me streaming, me doing my own podcast, me taking like esports seriously. Uh, I think that I only got that courage because I, I learned to practice my art and practicing art takes courage. So I think I'd be a bit of a bland individual if I didn't have an art or if I didn't go to an art school. Yeah, most of I, I agree with that. I, I kind of um, 
I've never uh, described it as struggling with it, but uh, I think I kind of struggle with that too. It's just, it's just like it seems like so far away from reality. It, it's, it's, it almost feels impossible for me to think about like what my life would be like without art, or what I'd be spending all of this time that I put into art doing. You know, like, like I don't know, like I don't, I don't even, I don't like day jobs or, or basically nothing that's regular, nothing that's regular. You know, what I'm saying art is like my happy place. Art is what brings stuff together for me. So. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I would be doing. Sean, what would you be doing if you wasn't dancing? Uh, I'd be, uh, I'd probably be making pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Would you want to be a chef? Yeah, I mean, that's probably the, the second best thing I can do. I can dance and then I can make pasta. That sounds nice. Yeah. A pasta what? Do you make anything else? Oh yeah, I can make a bunch of things, but uh, pasta, pasta—that's that, 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 that's my thing. Or eat the oven four fifty and pop a pizza, and that's what I can do. Heard, I feel that. I feel that. I, I dibble and dabble in a little bit of cooking. You know what I'm saying? From time yeah, to time to time, you know what I'm saying? I ain't no, I ain't no Gordon Ramsay or nothing, but I can watch one of his YouTube videos and then, yep. you know what I'm saying, go to work. I can do that. Food TikTok is going crazy. I'll be learning how to cook some some pretty good stuff on Food TikTok. Hey, everybody, you know what time it is. It's time for our Pick the City Up art interlude, featuring an original piece by Amira Burns and Brandon Lewis, titled Different. Check it out. I remember that day when we were in the sun, but you had that gun, and so I looked into the distance and said, there's no need for that. We're just having fun. But then you looked at me and said, this, this is what makes me a man and you wouldn't understand. And I didn't. I didn't understand how a piece of iron could make you more of a man than what you already were. But then it came to me, days later, of course, that you were searching for something Lurking over your own shoulder Trying to find answers from your past So you'd hide behind this mask Thinking that your broken smile would get you by But not for long Because then I came along and tried to pick up the broken pieces that you had left behind You see time after time I told you to listen to your right mind But you still went left and left Pieces, broken pieces and you can never find the whole you. So only half of you lived while the other half died. You grew, you grew cold and began to lie about everything just to deny your pain. And so it crippled me to watch you grow sour. Because I told you, I told you I'd said I'd seen this sight before. September 11, 2001, the only difference is you were the building and your boys were flying the planes. You make your life stand still so they could burn you down. And word around town is you're killing now. Not with the newest J's or with puns and punchlines. They're telling me guns and caution tape, but I'm still trying to remember what happened to you not joining a gang because here you are again behind another cell. And then you tell me I killed them because he was trying to take my cells and see there. I knew you'd never be the same because you had some type of beast inside of you that couldn't be tamed. So I decided to stay in my lane. 
I wanted no part of your games. No Bonnie, no Clyde. I just wanted to owe you back. But we couldn't see eye to eye. <laughs> we couldn't see eye to eye because I don't think you understand. The world doesn't welcome with open arms. Only open hands. Perception is not always reality. You see the world through a broken lens. And if I see the world as broken, that's because broken is what it is. Now, maybe I shouldn't have joined a gang. But either way, this game is to the death. I'm looking over my shoulders for enemies. If I don't, those memories of me are all you'll have left. You think it's bad that the new me compared to the old me seems worse because I look at me all the time and I promise you I've seen worse this is not a movie there's no rehearsing for the hearse scene that's not how the scene works you know what I think is worse than me killing the game the game killing me first but put the guns down right we're just having fun and so let's say I put them away and then I'm unprotected. And even when playing, mama always said you can never be too safe. So sure, <laughs> sure. Sometimes I miss the old me, but the old me barely knows me. The good die young, I'd rather live slowly. If only you could show me why you miss the old me. I've grown up, I've slowed down. Can't you see that this is old me? I'm in too deep. The more I struggle, the more I sink. The more I love you, the more I think. The more I think, the more I dream. The more I dream, the more I struggle. The more I struggle, the more I sink. And I want to reach out. But I'm afraid that if you grab this hand, I'll only pull you down. And I don't want to take this chance. The more I struggle, the more I sink, sink, sink. Don't you understand? This is quicksand. And I've, I've tried to keep this life from around you. Nobody's ever brought anybody out of quicksand. The person drowning only pulls you down too. Don't let me pull you down too. Yo, I'm thinking about making some food TikToks. You know what I'm saying? I, I got the recipes, you know what I'm saying? Them seafood boil TikToks? Oh my God, I be wanting seafood boil so bad. Word, I, I ain't no seafood person, but I'm with you on the TikToks though. I'm, I'm uh, probably allergic to everything that was in the foil. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It be like that. You know what I'm saying? We can't have it all. It is what it is. I don't even like, at this point, I don't even miss like crab and lobster and shrimp. I don't even miss it uh, for real. Me and Integrity was uh, talking about that a couple days ago. We both allergic to uh, stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I'll be finding some fire recipes for stuff like that though. It seemed like, like, it seemed like Lobster and and pot lobster and 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 like shrimp is real popular right now. Like everybody making TikToks with all this yeah seafood stuff in it right now. I was I've seen people make uh like like fried salmon tenders and all type of stuff like honey glazed salmon tenders and and just just all that lobster stuffed shrimp. How do you even stuff a shrimp? But they out they out here doing it and like stuff like that. It's, it's just wild to see uh how creative people can be on that front. But cooking is is an art, like we just said earlier. How important is social media when it comes to art? To, yeah, to art. Because I'm thinking like when I was in school, 
social media, it was it was a thing, but it wasn't as big as it is now. Yeah, social media is actually like very important when it comes to like trying to show off your art and stuff. Like there's not really no way other way to show it. Everybody look at social media as the way to book people, you know. I mean, that's a that's a very important thing to talk about. Like, I never thought I'd say this, but on the subject of TikTok and social media, people like the D'Amelio sisters, you know, like Charlie D'Amelio, like that really popular TikToker. There were just some girls dancing, dancing in front of a camera, and then look at them, like hundreds of millions of followers, brand deals, like millionaire celebrities. I think that social media, especially social medias that are such a wild card of getting you following, like you can post something on TikTok, Instagram, and who knows, tomorrow you might have hundreds of thousands of likes if people enjoy it enough. And I think that artistry uh, on some certain respective platforms allow for appreciation of the art a lot more than just, I think that an, a conversation could be had about how going to social media could breed better uh, entertainment of art than sometimes communities, because communities can sometimes uh, shun you for your art. That's happened to me. Certain people just didn't like the fact that I was doing my art. Uh, they disagreed with it or they disagreed with how I was doing it. And I think that you can find that on the internet, but you could also find a lot more when it comes to expression and appreciation. Are art schools incorporating social media into any of the curriculum or anything like that? Not as to pertaining to the curriculum. Uh, like I my, wish. That'd be, that would be very interesting because mine doesn't, but I think that it could provide a lot more expansion, if you will, for art, especially because... Like if they could teach us like the algorithm and stuff, like that would be... Yeah, the algorithm or just teach your uh, very gifted students that here is how to be successful on social media that way they can get their art out there because that's where we're bred to be in art schools you know we're bred to become these big artists who make sure that the world sees our art for what it is uh, and I think schools should do a lot more to incorporate social media for that because then if you don't have that following you know it gets it gets kind of uh, discouraging to practice your art if you feel like no one's listening to it. Schools could, could go more uh, in the social media department. It, it wouldn't hurt. I think I think it's possible that uh, you get into those classes when you go to the four year universities and stuff like that. But it's just like just like college level stuff. I, like I know I know uh, when I was in high school, we didn't do we didn't do nothing about social media or marketing in any form of facet. They, they didn't teach us nothing about how to how to build a following or nothing. Everything was about how to practice your art or whatever. That that, that was basically uh their uh sole purpose. But I think stuff like marketing classes might uh well social media social media marketing is marketing. So uh, I think I think stuff like marketing classes might go uh, a little deeper into that. But to touch on what you said earlier about uh whether or not social media is important to art, I think it really depends on what you're trying to accomplish as an artist. Now, don't get me wrong. I think anybody that practices any form of art has at least envisioned themselves doing that art at the highest level that there is. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's a rapper winning a Grammy or or a dancer winning whatever the Grammy is for dancing, you know what I'm saying? Or an actor winning an Oscar or whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? I think just about everybody that practices a form of art at some point has visualized themselves at the at the top of the mountain or whatever the case may be. But um, not everybody is necessarily looking for a following to express their art too. You know what I'm saying? You 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 do got those people that's just completely happy with just making something, putting it out there, and they don't care who see it or whatever. I I wish I could say that I was one of those people. I'm not. Uh, 
uh, you know what I'm saying? I definitely want, the, I'm like most people, I want the following and all of that. You know what I'm saying? I want, I want a, an abundance of people appreciating my art the way I appreciate my art. But uh, social media, it, it, it is, it's, I think it's important because of how, because of how the world has kind of changed. Like, like social media kind of changed everything. You know what I'm saying? And so now, like, even when record labels are considering who to sign and stuff, it's not as much based off of talent no more as it is, like, can you bring a large group of people with you? You know what I'm saying? Can you you make money? And in order to make money, you have to have a large group of people that's willing to spend money on you. So, uh, you know, you know, uh, back in the day, long time ago, uh, you like you, you just had to be a dope artist for a label. You know what I'm saying? You had to be a real dope artist. You know what I'm saying? Maybe be marketable and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And they would consider giving you a deal. But now you could be the dopest artist ever. But if nobody's listening to you, if you don't have a following, then they're going to they gonna look right over you because they can't make no money off your dopeness. They make money off of your following. And so, yeah, I think that's why social media is now important to art. It, it ain't always used to be that way. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. But even algorithms, Dude. like it would be lovely for a school to be able to like teach an algorithm. But 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 like with 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 spots like Instagram and all of that, it changes so constantly, mm-hmm. it's so swiftly. You know what I'm saying? By the end of the year, when y'all ready to take a final, what you just learned might not even matter no more. And that yeah. that's like that's that's the crazy thing about it. Me and integrity. Another thing we was just talking about was uh Instagram's algorithm. The fact that it changed. Uh, in 2021 and the entire year of 2021 I um I realized that my my uh audience had dropped like significantly like I went like I went from like literally the last three months of uh 2020 I had posted videos that that reached over a thousand views and expressions and all of that and then as soon as 2021 hit I'd be lucky to get a couple hundred or something like that and, and mm-hmm. I was just like oh like what's going like what am I like is it me like 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 are people tired of the way I'm doing stuff like I, I, I approached it from so many different angles and what I found out only just recently as in this month was that it wasn't it didn't have anything to do with the art that I was posting. It was the fact that Instagram changed its algorithm so that only 10% of your followers actually see your content. And and they became, uh, they, they started to reward the people that were more engaged and the people that engaged their audience more, you know what I'm saying? The people that would put uh, polls and questions and, sh- and stuff on their uh, stories, you know what I'm saying? And that was posting every other day and replying to their followers within an hour of getting the message or the comment or whatever the case. It was the people that was doing stuff like that because mm-hmm. Instagram is a business now and they make money by, uh, they make money by you being on the app for as long as possible. That's how they make their money. And so they switched the algorithm to reward those that kept their followers on the app. And that's not something that I was doing. You know what I'm saying? Like I would let I would let like a few days go by with a message in my DM before I replied to it. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? I just wasn't a super social person. But um they completely changed that. So that's why I spent an entire year of not getting of getting like a small fraction of the views and the expressions and the comments and stuff that I would normally get. And this whole time I'm thinking like, yo, like did I fall off? Like am I am I becoming trapped? Like what's going on, bro? And and come to find out it, it was this whole time I literally spent 12 months stressing like what is going on and that's what it was and they changed the algorithm so often you know what I'm saying it might be a completely different algorithm like you could master this algorithm and then they completely change it again next January you know what I'm saying 
I said, you got to go through that whole thing over again. So like social media is, is just it's just a wild process in general, man. My bad. I know I went on kind of like a tangent. I, I ain't mean to go on a whole uh, rant. You're good, you're good. No, you good, my boy. But like, yeah. goodness. Like, yo, just make it what it was. Like, bruh, like, the people that follow me like the stuff that I post. So let them see it. Like, what? Only 10% of my following is seeing the posts? I mean, you got a whole 90% that don't even know that you posted something. So they can't go and support it and like it and share it and all of that because they don't know that it's out. Mm-hmm. That's the so whack thing that. about, you know, about not having control of the platform. Most of Hundred percent. Tay, what 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 are the uh like you said you you showed the book uh people can't see it because it's uh because the podcast is just audio but you showed the book that says social media marketing what are, what are a few things that you learned from that class that 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 help you uh when you're posting um we went over that book back in 2014 so mm. um I could speak on what we learned then a lot of it probably would still apply because social media has changed so much but one of the things we learned is there is an optimal time to post on social media. Yeah. Um, certain days, certain time, certain content will get, um, on average, more engagement than if you were to post that same content at a different day and a different time, which I thought was so unique. So that was that was one of the things we learned, just being optimal about posting on those times where you know engagement is going to be really, really high. We learned also about how you can intertwine email marketing and social media. Email marketing is a really cool thing. So say, for instance, you got um, a new art project you're releasing or say, for instance, you got um, a new show that you're doing. The email marketing intertwined with your social media can spread the word out on a mass scale. That way so many people can uh, have access to your art or like we were talking about, knowing about the art that you're putting out. So those are two things that really stuck out to me in that class, the the email marketing and the optimal times to post on social media. Got you. All right, so uh, I'll open the floor then. Does anybody have any uh, final questions or, uh, or statements that they would like to make before we close out? If you're trying to grow deeper appreciation for your art, if you're trying to express an art you think you may have, go out there and do it. Uh, we talked about social media. We talked about optimizing. If you feel like you have something that people need to know and that people need to hear and see and appreciate, go out there, find an optimal time to post it, that optimal time to practice it, practice it as much as you can and grow appreciation for the art. And if you do it, maybe at a right time or if you do it well enough, someone will appreciate it. So just take that gamble. You have a voice, let it be heard. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah, I was gonna say, if there's any parents listening, sending your kids to an art school is a really great decision to make. My children are in a private school right now and uh, they're learning about prairies, they're learning about ancient history. It's it's really dope how the curriculum is different and it's, it's really fulfilling and it can be really fruitful to the children. So it's dope if you decide to send your kids to an art school. They would, they would hopefully appreciate it when they're older. Hopefully mine's do. Definitely, definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, everybody under the sound of my voice, I want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitchcast Studio. Uh, if you're an artist, hopefully you've heard something here that was uh, insightful, something that'll help you practice your art in a way that you weren't practicing it before. We want to thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we're entire, we're, we're, we're definitely grateful to have you as listeners and supporters. Uh, I've been Brandon Lewis, your host. Uh, that's Integrity. Yo. Drink, drink your water, eat your vitamins. Most deaf, most deaf. Definitely do that. And we out. Peace. Bye. Peace.
Thank you for listening. And last but not least, we want to give a very special shout out to the Stitchcast Studio sponsors. Stitchcast Studio Season 2 in 2021 is sponsored by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund three-year grant from 2020 to 2022, Arts and Education Council, PNC Grant, and Lush Corporations, the Charity Pot. Peace in the Prairie is presented with support from Missouri Arts Council, a state agency which receives support from the state of Missouri and the National Endowment for Arts. Additional support is provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, Missouri Foundation for Health, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2020, Stewart Family Foundation, and Kranzberg Arts Foundation. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. Story stitches.